Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy July to you as we turn the, the calendar to a new month. Lots to talk about on today's show. A lot that we didn't get to yesterday, and, and so there'll be some carryover. Then, uh, a lot of NBA news, if you've been keeping up. Uh, it is You're allowed to sign free agents today, uh, and there has been a lot of money distributed. Trevor, I'm thinking I maybe got in the wrong profession, and I should have stuck with my dreams of being an NBA superstar. Yeah, I wish somebody had gone and told the 6'3", who was a kind of tall and in good shape at, at the time, freshman at Wagner, to put down that bong, put down that beer, and quit chasing that skirt, and actually go into the court and worry about your grades. Well, I, uh, a lot of these guys getting paid probably didn't worry about their grades all that much either. Well, that's a good point. Of course, but I wasn't they, six foot nine; I was six foot three. So I guess that is a big difference. But didn't doesn't stop guys like Tyler Ulis possibly making millions. But uh, these guys did focus on basketball, and it's paying off in a big way. The biggest one now he becomes the highest NBA player in their uh, player in NBA history, Anthony Davis. Five-year, $145 million. That just doesn't seem fair. And, you know, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've had I've had a headache all day for whatever reason. The weather outside is kind of, kind of poopy. Uh, they're, it's overcast, but supposedly, Trevor, it's not overcast because of the clouds, although it's raining now, so I'm sure that probably makes it over, overcast. But this morning, it was because of smoke from forest fires from Canada and Louisville is the reason it's overcast. So all, all in all, Trevor, it hasn't been a great day. And seeing somebody that is two years younger than me went to the same school that I did and is now getting paid $145 million over five years, uh, that didn't make my day necessarily all that much better. If it makes you feel better, I mean, you're not six foot eleven with a 7-foot-6 wingspan, so it's not as if you were in the running for a possible contract similar to his. Yeah, but you know, and I'm it's a golf club, but even golfers don't make 145 million in one foul swoop of a pin. Well, it, you know, all in all, I'm 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 very lucky. I'm very fortunate. I'm I'm happy with what I do. Uh, but you know, it, it's why why not us, Trevor? Why you know why couldn't we have been born into these uh, these unbelievably athletic and talented bodies? Well, you know, it's funny because yesterday Although, yesterday I was leaving the show and I stopped at a gas station down the street from here. And a guy walked up behind me as I was uh, sitting in line. He's, he was pretty tall, and I just kind of looked up at him and said, uh, what are you, about 6'8", 6'9"? He says, I'm uh, 6'11". And I was like, oh, did you play basketball? He's like, no, I don't like sports. And I just kept thinking, and it's like you bring it up because I thought about this today, I was thinking to myself, man, dude, if I, I mean, why can't I be 6'11"? Why, 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 why does somebody have to be 6'11 that doesn't like sports? I mean, if you're going to not like sports, trade me. You be 6'3", 300 pounds. I'll be 6'11", probably. Hell, at my weight, I'd probably actually be even at six eleven in terms of my weight. <laughs> so I mean, well, it's like, what, why, why does why does the, the relatively short guy, even though six three is not very actually short, but why, why does he got to be six eleven and not like sports? That doesn't seem fair to me. That that you know, I've always I've thought about that too. Sometimes when I see big tall guys generally dressed in goofy clothes or just kind of work attire, and I think to myself, I wonder if they. If they ever did play sports, and I think about what if you are a guy that's six eleven, you absolutely hate sports. Then you probably hate your body, and you probably wish that you were normal in that sense. I mean, I went to high school as a kid. It was a good kid. He was six ten, and I used to dominate him on the court. He didn't like basketball. He played for on our freshman team because he was six ten and were Wagner. So I mean, he didn't have to like sports. Couldn't even coordinate. He's still going to make the roster. But you know, he he never he never got into sports beyond playing freshman basketball with us and he was six foot ten he he's only sport he did he did kind of like soccer he, he did play goalie i think one year as well but that was about the extent of it he does well i still talk to him on facebook if i if i were to ever have a you talk to people on facebook well i see his updates is that, is that the same thing as being social no. on facebook <laughs> do you do, <laughs> you, his do news you feed. i like occasional posts he puts up maybe i don't comment no, very often do you Facebook message him personally? No, I'm ne- I, I, I don't ever turn my Facebook message on because random people okay. will just start sending me messages like, hi, Trevor, how are you doing? I just, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you right now. I want to talk to you. Oh. I'll send you a message. Are you that popular? No, but it's just, it seems the people I don't ever want to talk to are the ones that always message me. 
I guess I'm not the point of my life where face. I I, I hardly the only time I ever face really to be completely honest with you, the only person that I Facebook message uh, or have Facebook message in a very long time is Ty Winyard, the New Zealander, because when he originally committed to, uh, and, and you know, that kind of, the more I say this out loud, it kind of makes me feel weird. But when he originally committed to Kentucky, I called them in New Zealand and I had a nice little $40 charge on my phone. So now if I'm going to talk or interview Ty, Ty Winyard, it's going to be via Facebook. I'm not, I'm not, I could do Skype, I suppose, but I'm not, I'm not going to get that $40 bill just for one story. Don't you send those to, to Mr. Dawson up at Rivals? I mean, come on, he should cover those. <laughs> he would, but, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't print out the receipts and, and do all that. But, um, so that's, yeah, besides that Facebook messaging, uh, that seems like a thing of the past and I'm, I'm especially not hounded by all these people supposedly like you are Trevor. Give it give new Orleans credit in this, in this situation. I mean, you talk about not wasting one second of free agency time. They take him out to dinner. And as soon as that clock hits midnight, instead of yelling, happy new year, happy July 1st, they shove a $145 million five-year contract with four-year with a fifth-year option in front of and say, you want to be a Pelican? I mean, what better way to finish off your meal? I mean, most people get it, most people get a bill. He gets a $145 million piece of paper. Yeah, that would be – I couldn't even imagine. I mean, you couldn't even spend that money in your lifetime by yourself if you wanted to. And I mean, you were Brewster's just, millions. It's – even if you're supporting – a handful of other people. I mean, that's just so much money, uh, and it'll make you it'll it'll make you sad that you you're not six foot eleven and a really good basketball player. But we, we have more positive things to talk about, and it, yeah. it it's good for Anthony Davis. He, you want to be negative? Let's talk about thirty million dollars to uh, Al Farika Mooney. That, that, that there's at least one hundred forty five million to one player is a crazy number to say, but listen, Anthony Davis is probably worth it. I mean, he's more than likely worth every penny he's getting. Well, some of the contracts that have been given out in the last couple of days, which does not surprise me because when teams have money to spend, they just spend it frivolously. Those contracts are the one I'm looking at and going, why the hell is somebody giving $30 million to Farika Mooney? Well, and the four-year $80 million to Paul Millsap. Yeah, Millsap, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind, I don't, but he's... No, 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 no. He, Tre- Trevor, think about it. I know that he is a, a, a solid contributor, but think about it. If you owned your own NBA team and you were a general, or you were a general manager, or you were in charge of the money of an NBA team, eighty million dollars for Paul Millsap. <laughs> the only again, <laughs> I know that I know that he's a good player. Okay, I know that he's he would be a good role player on any team, and he's a contributor. But eighty million for Paul frickin' Millsap. That's the only thing that worries me about that deal is that he is in the back half of his career. And more than likely will not play out the rest, even that four-year deal. That doesn't bother me more than Damari De- Carroll getting sixty million over four years. That that con, you talk about somebody cashing in on having half a good season, and I feel bad for him with his injury. But Damari De- Carroll is not worth thirty million over four years, let alone sixty million. I'm sorry, I know he had a solid season last year with the Hawks, but Toronto, you want to know why you're Toronto, and you will always be the, the Toronto that everyone looks at and goes, eh, that this is why because you just gave sixty million to Damari Carroll. Run DMC texts in and says that Amino is a great player and tell Trevor not to hate. He watched him all season. Yeah, he watched. Well, I've seen him play too. He's averaging more. He, a freak is now averaging more money a year than he has points per game. But I think he's getting like eight million a year or whatever. He's only averaged like seven but, points but a game. The thing, and you know, if if you think Carroll doesn't deserve that. That's fine. Sixty million is still a lot of money, but it's just eighty million just seems like a whole lot of money to throw at somebody uh, that has been good but not unbelievable. Um, so these smaller deals, uh, I can, yeah, they're probably when you break down the numbers, they're probably equally as bad as as a decision. But even the Magic were the ones to do that, and then the Hawks, I think, are going to probably match that offer for. For Paul Millsap, so uh, what's, what's worse, Millsap eighty million over five, or Tristan Thomas eighty million over five? Oh, I don't know. Because Tristan, at least at least Millsap. I mean, and, and I, I think you're understanding well, Millsap a little bit. was over four. It was over four, right? Well, yes. So there's one extra year on on Tristan Thompson's, even though Tristan Thompson isn't worth probably eight million over five years. <laughs> and uh, speaking of big contracts, Brandon Knight five years, seventy million for for a Kentucky guy. 
that even you know again I'm uh, I'm happy for these guys that went to UK and UK fans you should be you should be thrilled for these guys but even Brandon Knight at 70 million over five years seems a bit much yeah but am I crazy no you're not and we should have expected this with the salary cap going up and obviously, even after next year, when the new bargaining agreement comes through, and it's even a even longer, even larger salary cap, I think it jumps up even a higher percentage than normal. You see, this teams have money to spend, and they just do not really. I mean, it, they'll throw money. At, I mean, Mike Dunleavy got a three-year, fifteen million dollar contract. Mike Dunleavy is awful. Mike Dunleavy sucks. All right, There's, I, I don't know any other way to, to say it other than the fact he is a six-ten waste of white space. All right, he is. Putrid, and this, and I, and when he left the Pacers, I danced a jig. I was so happy, and and the Bulls want to give him fifteen million to stand on the perimeter and take three point shots. Hell, I'll do that for ten million. And I played just like as to... good defense as Mike Dunleavy. <laughs> I promise you that. I, w- I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, I am curious what all this will will mean, and and there's still a lot of dominoes left to be left to figure it out. But I I wonder what will happen with Eric Bledsoe throughout this thing because it seems Phoenix has chosen which guards they are comfortable with and it doesn't it doesn't seem like Eric Bledsoe is is the one that they want to pay a lot of money to well, injuries are um, the reason for that two knee surgeries already a possible third might be in the future I think that's their biggest concern it's not as much his personality or is on the court as is the fact that they just don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy long enough and that's understandable so, I can see that yeah but I mean they're uh, but injuries aside, I'd say Eric Bledsoe has been a, has had a more oh. successful NBA career than Brandon Knight. I think he's worth the contract. I think Eric Bledsoe is a solid piece to build to have on your team. But if you if you are the the Suns, I mean, you can't if you have to choose between two players who are very actually similar to me, and only not in an age as well as game. I think Bledsoe's I would take a little bit nod over Knight, and I think the Suns would too. But is that nod of talent a big enough gap to? surpass the fear of seeing a guy that's had two knee surgeries to a guy that hasn't had any knee surgeries and has been playing just as well almost. I mean, if you have them both for the same money, I would take the guy that's a year younger and completely a lot healthier. And, and the latest whispers with Eric Bloodsower is that he could he could be a part of a sign and trade with the Suns. So we, I, I guess he'd sign with the Suns and then get traded. I, I don't really know all the – all the details, you know. I guess it's saving the Suns money if they were able to do that and then trade him away. I don't. I don't know all the all the secrets of the NBA in terms of saving a few bucks here and there. Uh, but he he could be in a part of a sign and trade. It'd be interesting if it, it, you know you hear the Kings get thrown around with Eric Bledsoe. You also hear Rajon Rondo and the Kings get a lot of uh, a, a pub as a possibly landing spot for Rondo. Wouldn't it be something if they were to end up with Bledsoe, Rondo, and Cousins? Well, the Kings need a point guard bad. I mean, and I don't know. I, Rondo, I don't. I, I would actually pursue Bledsoe over Rondo. I would take the the youth with the fear of two injuries over the uh, Rondo. That I mean, maybe Rondo will turn it around, but Rajon Rondo looked like his best days are are behind him last year, and mostly due to well, injury, unfortunately. Well, yeah, I mean, there were some injuries, and then. He made it very clear he wasn't happy. I am of the belief of guys will play a lot better when they're happy. Now, this isn't an excuse for somebody to not give 110% because you're disappointed with how the coach treats you and how you play with a certain coach. But I, I do think motivation in terms of uh, when it when it comes to athletes, you're much more inspired to play for a coach that you agree with, a coach that you like, a situation where you're happy versus uh, – being unhappy as simple as that uh, captain arctic tweets in says brandon knight's on his third team in four years yet he gets paid big time i don't get that one either but happy as hell for him and also captain arctic is a suns fan i would imagine living out in arizona the suns are still bitter that blood so held out for so long last year their management is a freaking mess could be worse could be the kings uh the kings seem to be the the bottom of the barrel when it comes to NBA and, and happenings and how they run their franchises. The bottom of the barrel right now to me is, is my beloved Pacers, who apparently have some, I don't know why, desire to bring in Monte Ellis. And I, I, I can't grasp why they want Monte Ellis so bad on this team. I don't Maybe they've never seen him play. I assume that's the only scenario I can come up with. But for, to be so aggressive in bringing him, bringing him in, it's just, why, I wonder, why would you want to bring in a guy who's just basically – 
a purgatory playoff team, possible middle-of-the-pack lifer who just wants to shoot 25 times and would rather put up 20 points and 10 and 20 points and 30 shots and, and probably win a game. I mean, he was with Dallas last year, and, and if you bring him in, he's going to make you better. You saw that when he was with the Bucks in the East a couple years ago before he left and went to Dallas. I mean, he's a solid player, but he's not going to win anything. You're never going to win anything when Monte Ellis is anything better than your fourth option. I'm, I promise you that. Well, I, I think it's kind of, I think it's very clear moving forward, Trevor, what teams are going to win a lot in the NBA and what's, what teams won't, at least for the next probably three years. Obviously, the Cavs, and they re-signed Kevin Love, if you hadn't heard, or they will re-sign. I don't know if it's official that he has actually signed the papers yet, but he's going to re-sign with Cleveland. Obviously, LeBron James likely to come back. They're still going to have Kyrie Irving. Uh, they're pretty, it's pretty much going to look a lot like the team that they had last year, Trevor. It's pretty clear, despite all these other teams and doing what they're doing, trying to load up, uh, the East is probably going to be Cleveland for the next few years. Well, the East, uh, East until has we start... always been average. Well, the East has always been average, and, and LeBron has won, what, five or six consecutive Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, I don't, yeah, well, at least this will be, yeah, fifth, yeah, five straight because of the forwards of Heat, yeah. Okay, so he will... He lost to the Celtics the, years last year in Cleveland. Oh, man, that was a fun Celtics team. But uh, that... So they're... they're no offense to all the other teams in the East. You're kind of playing for second place unless you could somehow uh, get a, your own mini super team, but there just isn't... It doesn't seem that that's going to be the case. Maybe when Kevin Durant's contract's up, depending on what he decides to do, you could get some competition in the East. But even, you know, the, the Celtics adding you know small pieces here and there and uh, whether or not somebody wants to pay Paul Millsap 200 billion dollars it doesn't ultimately sadly it's not really going to matter it might make you a bit more competitive it might make the season more fun for your season ticket holders but at the end of the day you have to have a good enough team to beat LeBron and the Cavs uh, probably if you were ever going to get them it was probably last year when they were real banged up uh, likely won't be the case next year. So it's probably going to be the Cavs in the East. So regardless of all these little ads and here and there, and we can debate whether or not somebody's getting too much money, uh, it's ultimately not going to matter. In the West, it's a different story, but not really all that different. Yeah, the Kings can do whatever they want. They could add Bledsoe and Rondo, and I think that would probably be uh, one of the better backcourts in the NBA. Trevor, calm down. I'm not saying the best, but it'd be it'd certainly be an above-average backcourt assuming both were healthy which uh, i guess is no safe safe assumption you'd have demarcus cousins who's the maybe the best center in the nba uh, you could certainly make that conversation so you'd have three good pieces in rudy gay and you'd have some other you'd have some other talented guys but at the end of the day is that even a playoff team in the west if so where seventh or eighth Probably. so so in the sun signing brandon knight that's good for the suns i think they're getting a good player i like the that they drafted devin booker uh, you know, they're, they're doing some good things. But even though the West, who's going to win the West, might have more question marks, all these teams, the, the bottom feeders in the West doing all these small things, it's not going to make you compete for the Western Conference Finals. It might get you in the playoffs, and that's the best-case scenario. So you have to in the West, you only have to keep an eye on what the Warriors decide to do, and it seems like they're not going to do much, uh, which they don't really have to do much, what the Spurs are going to do. Uh, who ends up in, in Los Angeles for the Clippers? Not even the Lakers just yet. Now, if they were to get enough pieces, maybe you turn your attention there. So while all this free agent stuff is fun and exciting, I don't think it really has that big of a an outcome on next year's NBA Finals or who to expect in the NBA Finals next year. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is probably the biggest and most realistic name where he could shake things up, and that's depending where he decides to go. He met with those people in Phoenix, right? Maybe Captain Arctic can tell us where they're meeting. Of course, the Suns signed Tyson <laughs> Chandler this morning, and then right after they signed him to a contract, apparently he went with management to meet uh, and sit down with Marcus Aldridge and attempt to sell him. Uh, no uh, news have come out since that meeting uh, occurred, but he's already met with the Lakers and the Spurs. And You land Aldridge somewhere in the right situation in the West, you can change yourself into a real player in the West. He's that type of player. Marcus Saul, who more than likely will resign with Memphis, but still has not had done that yet. His name out there will also be someone who can be a game changer in the West. Everyone else is you're just is not going to be a game changer, like you said. 
but they are pieces that can they can maybe bump you up one more one more notch in the West, and that's how I mean the West is cutthroat. I mean you got Oklahoma City won forty five games last year, didn't make the playoffs. They would have been the fourth seed in the East. They didn't even make the playoffs in the West. And that's you know you bring up another point is that the Thunder are going to be healthy. This they're going to be healthy. Ooh. They weren't even in the conversation for the West. So you talk about how tough the West was last year. Uh, now you throw in the Thunder back into the mix because they should be there because again they've they've got maybe uh, the second best current player in the NBA and Kevin Durant. Plus you have so, Cantor getting a year better and he's improved. I've always been a fan of his, especially since he didn't have to actually put on that big blue uniform. Uh, and you have, oh, oh, he put it on. Oh, no, oh, he, he put he, it he on. Reward. He's from Turkey. If you look look at the stats, he's from Turkey. Uh, you add him to, uh, now to a, like uh, a healthy line. <laughs> University of Turkey uh, with Durant. And that, that's going to be a scary team. I mean, that's going to knock somebody else down a little bit. And Brundy MC says that uh, he's confident that Lamarcus Aldridge will will end up in the Spurs. Now that would be interesting, and I think you probably have to put San Antonio maybe right near the top in the West. But I still would have some serious question about San Antonio's guards. Well, Manu is obviously way past his day. Tony Parker is still as as solid a, a better top half of the league in terms of guards. You resign Danny Green, who fits the system perfectly. You have uh, Patty, Patty Mills still in that lineup. I mean, they don't have any nothing that's really – they haven't made any major changes or upgrades in the guard position. Of course, Leonard can play the perimeter defensively, and they've re-signed him, even though he's more of a yeah, three-type so four. They, but I mean, they re-signed Leonard. You, so they, it you'd probably like they're, be they're at, nice to add one more piece, uh, maybe re-sign him, uh, a Bellinelli-type player. So they, they'd be set really from the three down and, and maybe uh, maybe the two. But, yeah, you, you probably want maybe a little more depth. As a team like the Spurs, they can uh, you're going to have a lot of players probably sitting out during the regular season. And, and, and they used to be so good in the regular season because they were so deep. They've lost a little bit of that depth. And also, obviously, they've gotten a little bit older. So now they've kind of turned they, into they a They won a more games than Cleveland last year. They won 55. Cleveland only won 53. Well, it's funny. It's it's so funny. Regular season, good teams in the NBA because really they're teams that are deep, and uh, or they're just have freakish talent, or they play in the East, so they win a lot of games because they're in the East. But a team like Atlanta, it, it was very clear, Trevor, that they were not the best team in yeah. the NBA or in the East, or or even one of the best teams in the NBA, in, in my opinion. Uh, but they they put up the best record in the East. The Warriors, well, they had a really deep bench, so look, they won all their games. Um, so I'm actually surprised that the the Cavs won as many games as they did last year for not being deep and and also you know having some stars sit out here and there. So uh, and the Spurs, a, I agree, they, they need a good team. They just didn't have a star. You got to have at least, in the East. You need at least one star to be a threat to go to the finals. I.e., I mean, you have Cleveland with LeBron, the Pacers when they have a healthy Paul George. But Atlanta had a good team. But Millsap, Horford, I, I listen. I know you're a little harder on Millsap than I am. I think that he's a solid player. But he's an he, he's a he's an he's an all star caliber player, but he's not a star. And I mean, to be an all star well, is not the same as being a superstar. Uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I just thing just eighty eighty million is you just don't like Paul Millsap, do you? I don't know. I'm you were hearing me say I think he's a good, talented player, a good role player. Uh, could be a nice piece to a lot of teams, but the fact that multiple teams offered him eighty million dollars, Trevor, that's unbelievable. Where, unbelievable. Where did Paul but, Millsap go to college? What was it, Louisiana Tech? That is correct. Look at you. All right, all right. Uh, the watching. I think I've learned that last year watching the playoffs. But the nation uh, But we're going to head to a commercial break. We've got some other fun stuff to talk about. We're going to keep talking a little bit about the NBA. Uh, a little college. Uh, we will be we will be right back here on fourteen fifty the sports buzz.
the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. No shirt, no shoes, no tie show. Presented by Allen Electric. Back here with the team, Sports Buzz and the Sports Talker with TJ Walker is brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentucky Anna's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. Uh, give them a call, 636 help for any electrical service. Allen Electric will never leave you in the dark. I can speak to their work as a new homeowner. Uh, they're great people. So we, we've, we've got to talk about this, Trevor, because it's out there now and um, it's making the rounds on Twitter. So there's going to be a new website starting up, Trevor, and it uh, it involves love. That's something you may be interested in. Um, hey, I've already got I've got about four of those bookmarked on my iPad right now. I could always add a fifth. <laughs> oh, does it in tube or hub? Trevor, come on, man! I swear, if we if I did. The station. If I did this radio show in the same studio as you, I, I, I don't. I'd probably walk out, man. What variety uh, of spice it, is it? Not it, it's the it's the type of love where you meet somebody in person, Trevor. Oh, like Backpage. It's like you actually you know interact with uh, another human being who who talks to you and talks back. Now this one has a little bit of a twist. It is called bbnmeetup.com and it's for you Trevor to find the UK love of your life. Uh I don't think that per that, that those those words do not combine in one sentence. I I I would I think that's that's deal breaker for me if she's a UK fan. Unless she's like Kate This Upton. is a, a This is a dating site for UK fans. Right now if you go to the website bbnmeetup.com it just says, stay at bbnmeetup.com, stay tuned for something awesome. And then it says, curious, we know you are. You can give them your name, email, and a message, and you can send it. And uh, so this is a, it's a sports dating website, and you can get to know and meet maybe a, a fellow potential UK fan. So instead, so, My, so instead of Christian Mingle or Match or... Uh, uh, what is that? Meetblackpeople.com or one of those other websites you see on the ESPN news at three in the morning that are infomercialing. Now we have meetbbn.com. Yeah, yep. Uh, BBN yeah, farmers meetup, only. Me. Farmers only. Yeah. Far, farmers only. Uh, <laughs> Blackpeoplemeet.com. You have BBN Meetup. This is the newest one. Uh, I wonder if they'll get a fun little jingle. jingle. Brun DMC says we should make you an account. I. If it costs money for BBN Meetup, I will pay for it, and we are going to set you up. We are going to make an account for you. Don't you think that's going to be kind of cruel to the, the young lady, not only when she sees me and what I actually look like, because I'm sure you'll put a picture of somebody else on there. If I get any responses, you would have to. But not only is she going to be disappointed when she sees me, she's going to be really disappointed when I show up wearing a 2013 UFL National Championship shirt. Which, well, yeah, I don't know how. I, and that's what I wear on my first date every time. That's... Uh... <laughs> Well, luckily for the uh, young women in, in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, you don't go on many dates. No. Uh, but this, I think the setup will be, and I'm not 100% sure how the setup will be. I've never been on a dating website before. But I imagine you'll you'll create an account and people, if it, it could be like a Tinder situation where if they like what they see or like their first first glance at what you're all about, your your initial interest, then they may be able to message you or click like or something along those lines. Maybe somebody that's been on a dating website can can help inform me. Well, now isn't uh, Tinder more of a hookup site than a dating site? Isn't Tinder? Count? It's it's whatever you want to. It's whatever you make it to be, Trevor. Uh, I just I it's was... whatever you make it to be. So so we will be making you an account. Just when this website goes live, whenever it may be. Uh, we, we will, we will be making you an, an account. My, the, I have, I have plenty of questions about bbnmeetup.com. Uh, not enough time for, not enough, there's not enough time in this radio show for way, me to ask all of them. what I'm reading, it says it's a free online dating service. I, okay, well that's good. It's, it's going to be, uh, good, good news. So I won't have to pay for it, but we're still going to do it for you. So 
I, oh my goodness. So a few questions. One, wouldn't it theoretically just be, are you a UK fan and what do you look like slash what city do you live in? Are there different types of Kentucky fans where uh, they're going to ask you maybe some of your favorite players? Would one of the questions be, do you prefer the Calipari era over the Patino era? And and you'll you can break it up that way where they're going to match you up with somebody. How specific are they going to get with your UK fandom, or will it just be a a, a, play, a dating website to go where you know for a fact if you get matched up with somebody they're going to be a Cats fan? Which brings me to another question: Is how important is that to you or anybody that your significant other is cheers for the team that you cheer for? Because I date a Louisville fan, and while I, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I'm being 100%. I, I am with 100% uh, sincerity. It doesn't bother me one bit. Now, it might bother her because, one, I'm on my phone all the time. Two, I deal with a lot of uh, crazy people. Three, I have a radio show that she feels probably obligated to listen to where we primarily talk about Kentucky or Game of Thrones. Uh, but she likes Game of Thrones, so she doesn't mind that part. So, how big of a deal is it to anybody that you would have to date somebody that cheers for your same teams? That depends. I mean, you'd be the type of same person that would probably sign up for a website called bbnmeetup.com. I, and, I, and, I've, and I'm not signed up for myself. It was a prank that we uh, pulled on a friend of ours a few years back and that was involving a uh, dating website. So I've gone through the questionnaires of a dating website. And it's, I mean, if it's anything, you get questions like, you know, are you an out, what, uh, what do you like, like in terms of like outdoors, traveling, you know, exercise, uh, do you, uh, are you a smoker, non-smoker, drinker, occasionally, uh, do you smoke only when you drink occasionally, just things like that. Just, just generic questions normally you would ask somebody probably on a first date. And I guess dating website is to eliminate the first two or three dates, which I guess means you can automatically sleep with them since that's the rule third date sleep with. I mean, you know, you can skip those those processes, which is kind of cool. But I mean, I agree with you. I mean, what's what's going to make this different, other than you know that the person you're attaching to is at least one question answered? At least you'd hope so, since they're on that website. That they're a UK fan. Other than that, it would be nothing different than any other Match.com or any other website that you're trying to get into. So you think what they'll do is uh, you, you'll sign up. Assuming you know, with the under the impression that you are a UK fan, and then they'll ask all those dating questions uh, and try to match you up with your with your significant other. That or your they, dream, they, they, your dream they, date. They might want to just see how your level of UK fan questions. Let's 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 think of some particular questions that could be on there. Uh, for example, uh, player that you most want to run over with your car. You know, player that you have the biggest crush on, male or female. And if you're male, every man's got a man crush. I mean, don't don't lie and say another. You don't. Another one would say your biggest. Uh, what what school do you hate the most? Because not only do you want your significant other to cheer for the same team that you cheer for, you will have to equally hate the most hated team. Like if, so, they could ask Louisville. Is it Indiana? Is it Tennessee? Is it West Virginia? Who do you in fact hate the most? That would be another one for guys. One question they could get would be: What basketball player do you most resemble in the face? And, of course, women's questions would be what guy, what basketball player do you most want to jump the bones of without ever hearing him say a word? You know, those ty- so if, if one guy says he looks like, you know, Josh Harrelson and one girl says she, every time she sees Josh Harrelson, she can't control herself, then maybe those two should hook up. Are you, are, are you, are you, are uh, you Darius Miller in the streets and DeAndre Liggins in the sheets? <laughs> uh, uh, do, do you have, do you have long range? Can you score at will? I mean, do you have trouble getting it in the basket? I mean, those are questions that women want to know as well. Brun DMC says they'll find out how serious you are by judging uh, your attitude towards Patino and Marvin Stone. Uh, they could ask you your opinion on Richie Farmer. Uh, hero or hack? You know, there there are plenty of questions that they could ask. I'm 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 interested to see. I think we should fill this out on on a show when when this site comes up and it tells us as I clicked on it that something awesome is on its way. And I guess it opens up tomorrow at 8 a.m. If I'm not mistaken, is that correct? Is that when it? Well, opens? I didn't I did not see that. Uh, I thought I'm I not saw sure somewhere you... it said where it's something about it. It launches tomorrow at eight. I might have read that incorrectly. But uh, if when it does launch, I think we should. You and me both should put an account on there. Let's do it. But would Hannah let you slide on that? I mean, you're not going to do anything about it. But can we? Would she? If, since it's free, would she be okay with 
you and me uh, creating our own bbnmeetup.com website accounts? I think she'd be okay with me filling out one on the air. I mean, you're not you're not gonna, you're not going to actually do anything. And if you do get some interesting uh, feedback from some uh, cuties, then just send them my way. I wonder if I if you know. Uh... I just, I, I really, I, I am, I'm, I'm curious. It says registration opens tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., which would be, the, yeah. Where did you see that? Uh, on a, on a, on a post on a website. I'll, 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 I'll stop. I won't say on publicly. Register. So it's uh, a website that you, don't, you, you, you battle with. Well, I, we, we have several competing websites, but okay. So it starts at 8 a.m. So uh, tomorrow's show, we can fill out. We can fill out an account. And users haven't told you this until July 15th to build their profile. So we even have a couple days to get up on it. So that'll be interesting. Uh, but I, I am curious for, for the listeners out there and, and, and Trevor, for you, is it a game? Is it a deal breaker if, if for your case, Trevor, and, you know, I know maybe pickings are maybe a little slim. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. But, but would that be a deal breaker for you if you were to date a Kentucky fan? Uh, Captain Arctic out out there in Arizona. I know you're a Steelers fan. Would you date a Bengals fan? Uh, you know, again, I, it doesn't matter to me. I, I could I could not. Yeah, but, but care Hannah's less. hotter than you, so you have to be able to accept she's a U of L fan because you're, you're you're the you're the reacher in this relationship. But well, I, no you offense, know, but... that's 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 true. But I I just couldn't see if you were to actually like another person, and maybe. Maybe if you found out, and I knew Hannah was a Louisville fan because the first time we met was going up to Lexington for the UVL UK game, and she was decked out on her Louisville stuff. But if you actually, I, I just can't imagine where you could like somebody or have a physical attraction to somebody or find them to be incredibly interesting and then find out that they don't cheer for the same team as you and it completely be a deal breaker. I think it depends to me I, what I just, kind of fan they are. I mean, are they going to be... Uh, an obnoxious fan, someone who uh, wants to make me pull my hair out even more when UK wins, even so, because I have to listen to it from her as well. I, yeah, to me, it's, it depends. It's not a black and white question, but to me, yeah, it would be It'd be part of it. It could be uh, leaning the fence one way or another in terms of deal-breaking, and that's coming from somebody, I guess, beggars can be choosers. And, and Hannah is she's a she's a she's a supportive Louisville fan but she did come from the uh the branch of Calipari's a cheater uh everything UK does is terrible blah 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 she has since changed that and, and maybe I give myself a little bit pat on the back because of that I mean I'm not saying that she likes Kentucky at all she does not she doesn't like Calipari at all but she was one of those kind of those, those Louisville fans that just read stuff on the internet and say what they read. She is now more informed. I'm probably going to get a text message in three, two, one uh, of her not, ha- not happy me, me saying that. So she, she came from that branch of fandom, not just Louisville fans. Cause there's plenty of Kentucky fans like this and fans across the country, uh, that, that aren't, that don't really do their own research for their, their smack talk. They go off what they hear. They, they make things up. They go with the easy opinion, uh, but so I can understand why that would be annoying. But even that in itself would not be a deal breaker. I mean, it I, just—I don't, I don't think it would. I think there's more important things than who's who somebody cheers for. And maybe that makes me sound like a a poor radio host that I'm not putting sports above everything else. But let's be real, guys. It, it, this is this is love, Trevor. It's more important than sports. I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I love Mountain Dew, but I had to stop drinking it too. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this. We need to head to commercial break. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. I don't know how this guy keeps his mind on baseball with all the paternity suits and all. 
I think those are parking tickets. <laughs> yeah. The sports buzz will leave the BBN meet up till tomorrow, uh, which I'm, I'm, I can't tell you how thrilled I am to, to see what that is all about as we talked probably a little too much about it. Uh, so we talked uh, a few little nuggets that I want to get to, uh, well, five, five o'clock nuggets that I need to get to. Uh, one, as we mentioned on the show yesterday, this Greek center, uh, Georgios, Papaginus, Papaginus, Papa Giorgio, uh, Nick Papa Giorgio. Uh, I had mentioned on the show yesterday. It didn't seem like a. It, it, don't expect Kentucky to be the landing spot. Uh, I've been told nothing today that would make me change my stance on that. Uh, it seems very doubtful he ends up at Kentucky. Just, uh, just, just so you know, I put that on the message boards yesterday as well. Uh, it doesn't seem likely. I think Kentucky is finished with probably and likely the addition of Ty Winyard in December. So definitely in the Kentucky or definitely in the Kentucky or anywhere else in college basketball. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I, I know that he was a, again, I know slice really wanted him slice really wanted him at Kentucky slice really thinks he's going to be something special. Uh, people close to slice told me that. And, and I, I know uh, that he's still recruiting him to go to St. John's. So I, I would guess if he were to go to college, it'd be St. John's or Oregon based on what I've heard. Uh, but not Kentucky. So don't expect him to go to Kentucky. Maybe he doesn't go to college basketball altogether. I read somewhere today where his dad wanted him to go to play uh, college basketball, so we'll see. I don't know. Um, I, I think he'll be good. He's got a huge body. He'll probably likely be a first-round draft pick whenever he enters the draft, so uh, so, so there you go. We'll, we'll learn more about that as it happens. I've seen this making the rounds today, and I had a, somebody texted to me earlier about Louisville offering a seventh-grade quarterback. Unless they offered another seventh-grade quarterback, Trevor, I think that is two months old. I think when that happened, that was uh, back in early May when Louisville offered T. Webb from Georgia, a, a seventh-grade, 13-year-old quarterback. So am I mistaken in that, or, or did they offer a new one? No, I haven't heard anything of a new one being offered, and that was yeah back, from, back in May when they offered – T. Webb, the scholarship. Okay, so I assume that it, it, uh, it it's just somehow some like how sometimes there you, you get some something retweeted. Yeah. Maybe it's just making rounds again today. That's what I thought. So Kentucky fans trying to make fun of your Louisville your your Louisville neighbors. Uh, this is an old story. It is still very silly to offer a seventh grade quarterback. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't offer a seventh grader if you're a coach. You probably shouldn't be talking to a seventh grader. Um, but, but, you know, it is what it is. Louisville is not the first team to do it. They won't be the last team to do it. Uh, our boy, Billy Gillespie yeah. also was, yeah, well, Billy Gillespie did it in basketball. I think you need to, you need to note that. Who was the player he offered again to? I forgot. When it G, was it the C uh, Was it Avery? Was it a Avery or Michael Avery? I, can't I think I, was his name. I, I thought it was the kid that had the initials in his name that ended up was ended up playing college basketball, but got he was the one that was involved in the big brawl last year and ended up having to transfer from his school after he got in a big fight after a game on the court, like Ron Artest style. Uh, CJ I think he was. Something, I, I think maybe his name, uh, G, uh, GJ or something like that. I, was, I, I don't know. We'll, I, we'll, we'll look it up. Uh, for whatever reason, my, ser my search isn't wanting to work. Um, they, yeah. Oh man, that's gonna that's really gonna bug me because it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to figure it out. Um, but but yeah, Billy Gillespie. Billy Gillespie has done that, but I don't think he should be the uh, the guideline for what what coaches should do. Even Alabama's done it, so I mean, and it was you're right. It was Michael Avery that he did offer an eighth grader, fifteen year old to. But he, the guy I'm thinking was of Mike, was was one of the guys he offered an early scholarship to that never obviously played the UK. KC, was it KC Ross Miller? Yes, that's what it was. That's yeah. what. Uh, that's what, and I think he played at Auburn for a little bit. Uh, but I think Michael Avery was the really young one he offered. I think Casey yeah. Ross Miller might have committed when he was maybe a freshman or something along those lines, and he had a ton of time left to go. 
but he offered a really young one. I'm pretty sure that was Michael Avery. Uh, is Michael Avery even playing basketball anymore? I think there was a story about that not too long ago, but I can't remember if he was or maybe he was cut from his team or something. And it was New Mexico that Casey Ross Miller got in a fight with last year at the end of the uh, end of the season. He got suspended for the rest of the year. Oh man, good time. It, it, we could do a whole show, kind of re- reliving the old Billy Gillespie days. Uh, can, but again, maybe not that, the. Can I use that as like my uh, my screen name on BBM Meetup? Is like Michael uh, Avery, or use it like as some failed UK recruits? Can I use a failed recruit? Now, now that would be you. I I'd be very surprised. If a lot of people remembered Michael Avery, I don't know how likely that would be. Well, so they won't reckon, so they won't even get the joke. You're thinking? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'd get the joke. Is what I'm telling you. Oh, that's poo poo. Could be. Could be wrong if about they, that. If they, if, they, if, they, if they don't get the joke, then they're not. They're, they're not a true BBN that I want to be connected with in my life. Another name is GJ Valerino. Yeah, that was the guy I was. I, I was confusing him with. Yeah. Vinny, Vinny so, uh, Zalo, remember him? It's, it's, <laughs> yep, Vinny Zalo, who played at, where did he play, Akron? I think so, yeah. He actually, and then he actually put up okay numbers. Uh, I think he played against Louisville and maybe even had an okay game um, way back Dakota when. Dakota Eaton, I can go by that name maybe. Dakota, Dakota Zalo, maybe I'll maybe that be my screen name. Dakota Eaton, what, I forget what ended up happening to him. He works at McDonald's. Man, I, I mean, it, it, it's this is a, a wormhole. If you get into the Billy Gillespie days and some of the guys that he offered and 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 gave uh, scholarships to and got commitments from that never ended up at Kentucky, it is it is a wormhole. Uh, we could we could spend State, a whole show. Cleveland State was that who it was? Yeah. I knew somewhere in when somewhere in Ohio, uh, which was ranked what the forty eighth worst state yesterday when we were going through <laughs> that. Uh, and then there's also some some Billy Gillespie players that played for Kentucky. Obviously, who could forget Alex Legion? Yeah. And who could forget Matt Pilgrim, the beast I himself? Matt Pilgrim until he just said his name. And then what? I've got this one on the tip of my tongue. There's another one that uh, who was it? AJ Stewart. Oh, AJ. That, I remember him. Yeah. AJ Stewart actually had. He had he had shown some potential from uh, from time to time. If I if I'm thinking of if, if that's who I'm thinking of, um, the only connection from were, Michael Avery in college I can find is Sonoma State. That's the only place I can find him listed as being a member of division at junior college. Interesting. Uh, Captain Arctic says that Uten was the was the next Larry Bird. Oh, they, they, I would love to see the people that could name everybody on the on the Billy Gillespie UK teams, because I, I I would love to meet that person because I think that's just too too difficult. Kevin Galloway, another name that Captain Order brings up. That's another guy I was thinking of. Gall- Kevin Galloway was actually okay. Galloway came he, in. It was such a reputation, and he had the he had one good game against somebody. I can't remember who it was. I'll tell you, like Mississippi State or something. He and it wasn't even a great game. It was a solid. Tease with a triple double game, and I'll never forget. I was hanging out with Renshaw, and we were watching the uh, the post game. On, it was on the Four Letter Network, and Jay Williams said one of the most egregious <laughs> things I've ever heard. He said, "Galloway looks like to me he's got a lot of LeBron James in his game," and we just kind of looked at each other oh. and thought, "Wow, there's the only thing those two have in common is tall and black." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kevin Galloway at UK. Average ten minutes a game, one point uh, or where one point nine points, one point eight rebounds, one point seven assists. That's Juco. not good. Wasn't he when he JUCO? Uh, he went to after his his after Calipari took over at UK. Kevin Galloway got the boot. Well, he had a nice body. For mostly everybody on the roster got the boot. <laughs> he had a he had a nice he had a nice uh, body for basketball player six seven two fifteen pretty solid. Uh, wingspan for for a guy that you're going to be having play your two guard or the wing, but he played more of the wing. Went to Texas Southern and, and, and turned things around. Average 11 points a game, seven rebounds, uh, over six assists. That's pretty good. That's actually pretty good numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Galloway was playing overseas somewhere. He could be. On on what I, I you know it'd be fun if we had a, a what are they doing now segment on the radio show. I've got a little more 
I uh, don't don't have enough time to be able to do that. Uh, Captain Arctic is asking if Kevin Galloway was a tubby guy. I don't think he was because his first, I guess maybe he could have been a. His first knowing year was Gillespie's well, well, second he, year. He, he he transferred to Kentucky, and I don't know if Tubby accepted that transfer transfer or if Gillespie accepted that transfer because he had to sit out the 2007-2008 year. So that would have been Gillespie's first year. He was on the team that year but couldn't play because he was a transfer and then went to uh, and then was able to play, which I guess was his ju- sophomore or junior year uh, for Kentucky, and he was only there that one year before he left again had to sit out a year By so way, he, he he graduated I, go on he does play in greece uh paulin patras last year's roster with greece oh i wonder i wonder if he knows nick papa giorgio <laughs> uh, possibly he graduated high school 2006 his last year at texas southern was 2011 now that seems like a long time to be in college well, he went to a Division One school, wasn't it like USC or something like that? And then he USC, I think, was his original. He's from Sacramento. Yeah, and then he, yeah, it was USC. Then he went to he did a JUCO year, I thought, or maybe he didn't. I guess he just transferred from USC to Cal- to Kentucky, and then then he got back to Texas Southern. So I mean, he he was a freshman in 06, 07 and finished his collegiate career in 2010, 2011, because of tr- sitting out e- between each year. But I, he, he, and Captain Arctic says he could have been a good player. Uh, but he, he did have again. He did have the good, a good body for a college basketball player. Um, and as Captain Arctic also mentions, just think. Uh, I mean, can you even imagine that we're in 2015? If you went back to 2007 and, and Billy G was rolling with the player with back then, how that would fly over now? There is going to eventually be a a. I don't want to say a downfall, but there's going to Calipari won't be at Kentucky forever. And there's going to be a transition and there's going to be a time where Kentucky's not getting number one recruiting class after number one recruiting class, or at least in the top two. And UK fans are going, I don't know if UK fans are going to know what to do with themselves because you know, the song started from the bottom. Now we're here, Trevor. Unfortunately. Yes. With, with Billy Gillespie, that was the bottom. And, and the funny thing is he was kind of known to be a good recruiter because he was really hyped up on Dr. Pepper and going around and, and doing this and doing that and he was, drinking a lot. And, but no, that was a Dr. Pepper can, but it wasn't Dr. Pepper in that can. So he was, you know, he, he was he was really gung-ho about recruiting and he would tell parents, hey, I'm, I'm going to make sure, uh, you know, he would be somebody that I think would really like that Louisville man pitch. Uh, I, I think he'd really like the Kentucky man pitch at Kentucky where I'll turn your, I'll turn your kid into a man. I promise you that. But that he was just getting bad people. He was getting bad. He just wasn't getting good players for the most part. Uh, so there's going to be a rude awakening eventually for Kentucky fans where you will wake up and realize, wow, it is not the golden age anymore. And, and I don't know if that will be in three years, five years, however, you know, however long Calipari's here, he's probably still going to be able to recruit at the highest level. But what a difference in, in just where the program was between now and back in 2008, between 2000, uh, 2008, 2007, 2009. It has come a long way. You don't get the same recruits as you used to. Uh, I, I have been meaning to talk about this forever, so we need to go on and get it out of the way, Trevor. Uh, so they can't. I don't think I have talked about. It. They came out some for some lines for some college football games, yeah. just a few of them. And uh, Louisville is a eleven point underdog to Auburn in the opening game. And can and Auburn is a nine point favorite over Kentucky on that Thursday night game halfway into the season. Uh, so they they gave the lines for those games, and then they gave the line for the Louisville Kentucky game and said Louisville was a two and a half point favorite. Which earlier I, I can't remember exactly where it was. We had heard that Kentucky may have been a point and a half favorite. What do you make of these early lines, Trevor? Not really shocked by any of them. Auburn being 11 points. I mean, there's a lot of question marks surrounding, obviously, what Louisville's going to have on the field in the first game. I think Auburn has some question marks, too. You know, they've named their starting quarterbacks. They also did, but they did lose Nick Marshall and their number one running back and almost 2,000 yards worth of rushing yards between the two of them. So I don't know. The, the kid they have coming in played a little bit last year and didn't really blow me away in terms of looking at his statistics. But 
I guess they have more answers than Louisville does for the most part. So them being 11-point favorite, plus they got to remember that's, I mean, what, an hour and a half from Auburn. I mean, it's literally a home game for Auburn as well. So you can almost give three points for that scenario. So that that I think that's a decent spread. I don't know if I would touch it because there's so many, because even I don't know the answers to the questions that Louisville will have on the field. I think we'll know a lot after that game. Uh, was Kentucky and Auburn? Eh, it's, it's so weird to say it because, again, I mean, if Louisville comes out and upsets Auburn in week one and, and Kentucky looks good going into that in their first two games going into that game, how much does that affect that spread, especially being in Kentucky? I mean, it could be as low as maybe a four or five-point spread at that point. But if Auburn dominates Louisville and dominates their way into that game, Kentucky's back and pedals their way into it, it could be as high as 15 or 16 by that point. And not you know not to not to troll Trevor, but I I would be shocked if Louisville were able to beat Auburn. <laughs> I, I think that eleven point spread is pretty good. I don't know if I would. I, I agree with you. I don't know if I'd touch it, but I, I'd I'd say that's pretty accurate there. The nine point spread over Kentucky, uh, I would say maybe maybe a I, I would feel safer at maybe seven if I were to bet Auburn uh, because it is you know that will be a big. That will be a big game for Kentucky. Even if Kentucky were to have a few losses heading into it, it is the first Thursday night game at Commonwealth Stadium. I guess we need to see exactly how Kentucky comes out. But I am a bit surprised that Louisville's a two-and-a-half-point favorite because I don't know if both teams will be better than they were last year. I'd say it's probably safe to say Louisville will not be better. Uh, but defensively, they're, they're going to be about the same. Probably pretty close to about the same. Offensively, I think they, they take a, a bit of a dip. Kentucky, defensively, maybe about the same, but probably worse. Losing Bud Dupree and Zadarius Smith, despite everybody else on the roster getting uh, to be a year older. Offensively, they will be better. So I, I just don't know how you could watch last year's Kentucky-Louisville game, Trevor, and, and come away with making Louisville favorite heading into to next year. At least a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I, you know, I, I guess we're splitting hairs over a point. I could maybe see a point, but two-and-a-half would suggest that they would be, you know, near a touchdown favorite if that game was at Papa John's. Well, it's, at Kentucky, I, it's at Kentucky, so you got you got to give three points to UK, so that's... I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're that's saying just Louisville's said. like a one-point favorite, basically. Yeah, well... How many? How, how they're two and a half. They're, th- this website gave them two and a half point favorite. So that would that would mean that really they would be around a six point favorite if that game was at Louisville because oh, Kentucky's yeah. getting two and a half points to bring that down. Yeah, you're right. If it was at Louisville, yeah, you know same would be. Thing? So I I I've, I just feel it's a little high. Um, I I you know we've got a long time to this game, especially with it being now around Thanksgiving. Uh, but I, I think there's a good chance Kentucky's going to win it with it being a Commonwealth Stadium and being much improved offensively, uh, especially since you know Kentucky put up 40 points on Louisville last year. Louisville put 44 on UK, mind you. Uh, but Kentucky secondary, at least, will be a bit pr- improved where Louisville's wide receiving core uh, will, will ta- definitely take a step back in losing Devontae Parker, who will go down as the best wide receiver in Louisville football history, I'd say. Say it one more time. Devontae Parker, the best wide receiver in Louisville football history. Ooh. Uh, Gotta be. Yeah, in be. terms of uh, of the production, I mean, well, I mean, Arnold Jackson, obviously. I'm not talking, of... Really, I'm not even talking production. I'm just talking if you could pick one to have at Louisville for another four years, uh, you know, I guess Deion Branch would be in the conversation. Yeah, but Branch was a junior, was a transfer anyway, so he only did two years anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Harry, Harry Douglas would be in the conversation. Yeah, Parker probably. Yeah, I would probably put Parker number. I mean, there, there, there's been some good. Like I said, Arnold Jackson didn't obviously have an NFL career, but was a, a, a huge impact at, at Louisville in terms of his numbers and stats. Uh, you you had Mark Duper, who uh, was part of the uh, the explosive Dolphins offenses in the '80s. It was uh, at Louisville in the early '80s when Louisville wasn't really being noticed at all anyway. But yeah, Parker. Yeah, I would probably think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to. It's hard to say Parker isn't a definite accepted as number one, or at least given in the top three, probably guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, just from a talent standpoint alone, I mean, what a freak athlete Devonte Parker was. I, I can, I know Kentucky fans are incredibly thrilled that he is gone uh, and won't be a nightmare to UK anymore. And that's part of the reason why I think Louisville's offensive attack won't be nearly as good next year. But then again, you probably never want to count out Bobby Petrino. On offense, needless to say, I'm I'm really excited for football season to start. We've got a long way to go, 
Um, but I, I had to throw that in there because I've I've meant to talk about that the last few days. Yeah, and Captain Arthur, stop it! He said it's Devonte. Just t- told me to just stop talking and just say yes. Yeah, it, it, I, you know, you know, before two thousand three or whatever, you would you would know the guys that I wouldn't know. Uh, but I I would be shocked if there was somebody better than Devonte Parker that at least I, I haven't really heard about. Um, but anyways, the captain, we were talking about the Billy Gillespie days, John Calipari days, and what a difference it was, and how. Eventually, Kentucky's program will take a step back from where it is right now. That's just inevitable. You, anybody with half a brain can tell you that. Uh, Captain Arctic would would think Bruce Pearl would be a good guy to kind of fill that gap. Don't have enough time today to talk about talk about it, but we will. I, I love talking about Bruce Pearl because I am a, a huge Bruce Pearl fan. The only thing going against him is age, as he's I, I think maybe in his mid to late fifties, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. Maybe mid fifties, um, but. I, I'm a, we'll, we'll save that for another day because uh, there are some people that if John Calipari were to leave, and maybe we were close to that happening yesterday with the Kings, although John Calipari acted like that wasn't even a possibility. 100% not uh, true. We, we needed to uh, – someday we'll need to have that conversation about who will take over UK's basketball program, and, and I think few would be better than Bruce Pearl. Trevor, supposedly LaMarcus Aldridge has – eliminated the Los Angeles Lakers because during their presentation to him, they spent too much time uh, or or not enough time. They didn't spend nearly enough time talking about basketball on the court and and how he would fit in, how the team would work, why they could win with him on the team. It it seems like they maybe spent a little too much time talking about life, the lifestyle of being a Los Angeles Laker living in, in Hollywood. Uh, you know what? I don't blame him then. LaMarcus Aldridge is, uh, I think, 30 maybe, maybe 31. I mean, he's got – this is his last contract more than likely, his last attempt at probably being an impact player, especially an impact player that's going to get a ring. I wouldn't worry about the lifestyle either if I was LaMarcus Aldridge. Listen, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I know my lifestyle. Just tell me what you're going to do to help me win a championship more. Don't try to sell me. I'm not swaggy P, okay? I spent the last six years in Portland. I I, I don't need to know the lifestyle and the and – the, in the, in the Sunset Strip of L.A. Just tell me what you're going to do and if Kobe's going to pass me the ball more than three times a game. How important would lifestyle be to – you kind of made it clear that it wouldn't be all that important if you were LaMarcus Aldridge. But, I mean, how important would it be to you? Because I know that there are some cities in the NBA uh, – I don't know if Milwaukee would be the most fun place to live. I don't, you know, I don't know if – uh, St. Paul or Minneapolis, wherever the arena is between those two cities. I don't, I, you know, that might not be the most fun city to live in or Oklahoma City. But you have to imagine, even though it might not be the most fun place to live, if you're, Anthony, you know, Anthony Davis has $145 million, but if you were a star basketball player and you have millions and millions of dollars, I think you could make any city in America a fun place to live. So I don't think I'd put that much stock into lifestyle. Uh, with the exception of maybe New Orleans. Just living in New Orleans would be unbelievable. Uh, but with everywhere else, I think you could make any city fun, Trevor, with that kind of money. Yeah, I mean, it's not like even if you live in Indiana, even Indianapolis. I mean, I know that's called Naptown amongst a lot of the uh, NBA players because it's, there's nothing usually to do. And you just take a, go to the hotel, take a nap. Or maybe they say that because the Pacers put them to sleep and take them down. But either way, yeah, I mean, if you got that kind of money, listen, if you live in a boring – even if you live in Portland, you consider Portland, Portland boring – it's not like you can't have a summer home in Tahiti or be, you know, if you have a couple of days off, take a private jet somewhere and party for the night. It's not like it's beyond your means, I'm sure, especially with the money they're handing out in the NBA. Tyson Chandler reaches a $50 million-plus deal with the Suns. I don't know if that's breaking news or not. Uh, we talked watch about out, Captain Arctic. Did, or did you, did you yeah. bring that up? Because he, okay, he, he signed the deal this morning when they went to go meet with Aldridge, and he went with Okay, him. I— Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, 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 we were talking so many players, Trevor, and so many different figures that it uh, free agency gets a little wild. But uh, and, and they also have Brandon Knight, so they they could be maybe building a little something fun out there in the Jaylen's desert. A nice pickup for uh, them. It puts them with the Morris twins on the uh, on the perimeter now at, at the power forward and center, and gives them, them a guy to help back up the, uh, the 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 perimeter defenders that don't like to really keep people in front of them that often. But it does say a bad thing for Alex Lynn, who I really did like coming out of college, but I don't know if it might not be a good sign for him that they're bringing in Chandler. You're, my Red Sox beat your Blue Jays last night. They played this afternoon. Your Blue Jays lit up my Red Sox 11-2. Oh, to two. 
they'll they'll have the season finale or the the not the season uh, the the series finale tomorrow night. Uh, it's a four game series. If Red Sox could still get three and four in that on the road against the Blue Jays, it is Canada Day. Happy Canada Day to all you Canadians out there, hey. especially Murray, Michael Mulder. We're out of time. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, it'll, I guess it'll be our 4th of July special, no show on Friday. So we'll see you then, 1450, the sports bus. Uncle Freak's classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say don't forget to seven, don't be hitting two. Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple. I'ma call it home, take a shot of Tron. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to BG in my, in my zone. Let me hear you sing. High time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life. When they say I'm going wrong, and I swear I'm going right. Oh. High time, sitting by the river.